0: Welcome to the House Church Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's message by Pastor Stephen Sexton. If you would like to know more about the House Church, please visit our website at welcometothehouse.com or download the House app. I'm gonna start a new series. And so this new series is called Starting Over. Anybody ever want to start over? Anybody like anybody remember being a kid doing redos? Come on, one, two, three, four, five alive again. You know what I'm saying? Uh, And and I feel like sometimes we just need a redo. And and this came out of this last week. I I made this post, and and I'm going to tell you a little bit about it. But I believe that our church is in a season of growth, breakthrough, and new responsibility. Growth, breakthrough, and new responsibility. And it's amazing that anytime you take new territory, all three of those are required. All three of those are required. And so for the next uh, couple weeks, we're going to talk about how to activate our faith, we're going to talk about elevating more leadership, and then we're going to talk about having a culture of generosity uh, here at the house because we're growing. I don't know if you saw this, and I would encourage you to follow us, uh, our house Instagram. But this week, Friday, we went and fed some of the Pea Ridge football players, and and so that was exciting. And I feel like as we grow, we're 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 doing more in the community. We're helping people, and, and so with increased responsibility, uh, comes more. And so, for us to believe that God has given us territory, it requires growth, breakthrough, and responsibility. And my assignment today is start over, yeah. start over. I, I, turn with me to Isaiah, and we'll have it here on the we'll have it here on the screen. But turn with me to Isaiah, and I want to um, I want to read something to you that I think is pretty powerful. Uh, Isaiah. Um, and then I, I want to give you this scripture verse. Isaiah 43, uh, specifically 18 and, and 19. It says, remember the former things, not considering the, the things of the old. Behold, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness And rivers in the desert. Now, if you were to look up a few verses before that, I love that because here's the deal: God is having like a moment. You know, back when I was in school, we used to have these like we played this game called Punk, and 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 what would what would happen is, you know, two guys would look at each other and make each other flinch. And so if you bleat or you flinch, they got to punch you. You know what I'm saying? How I many of y'all play that? You're like, we still do. Uh, uh, you know, but it's like, and so someone would go, you know, they, they, two guys would look at each other and they would go like that. And if you, if you did that, it's like, oh, man, poof, and then you would get punched. And so we'd have a lot of bruised arms. Um, uh, they would probably call that bullying today. But anyway, uh, 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 we called it finding your territory. But, but anyway, um, and so here, here's this idea is that God is throwing down who he is. And God, if you look a couple of verses before that, God says, who was it that split the sea? Who was it? That opened up the sea and had Pharaoh and his armies come through and waited until they got in the middle of the sea, then closed the sea, and Pharaoh (laughs) was no more. Who who did that? And I feel like this, this verse is a little bit like, do you know who I am? How many of you, honestly, like, you're renewing your mind, you're growing with God, but how many, come on, that old song begins to play in your mind. Anybody ever have that old song, that, that tune starts to play? When I read this, I don't know, I don't know why, but I feel like the, the, the song comes in my head. I love it when they call me Big Papa. You know, I, I, just, I, just feel, I just feel like God is, like, throwing down this idea, like, do you know? Do you know who I am? Like, you're not even sure you believe in me, and I split the sea. I can put a river in the desert. I can put a highway in the wilderness. You, you Do you know? I mean, like, like he doesn't say a dirt road with gravel. Come on, farm people. You know what I'm saying? He's he talking about paving a road, and I will put a road where road doesn't go. I will put a river where there's not supposed to be one and sometimes we are trying to work through our doubt and our unbelief but sometimes I feel like we've made God very 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 very, 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 very small yeah. and we've made God into this idea where it is he is good for morality only he is good to help us change our behavior but really God is powerful God's powerful And and, and as I talk today, my assignment is starting over. And so here's kind of how this all came about. Uh, May the 11th, I got in a wreck with my kids and And so I had to go through therapy, and and I've been going through uh, physical therapy. (laughs) I need to say physical therapy, okay? Uh, And and so um, I started with my hand, and I I did my hand for about six to eight weeks, and it started to get good, and I got released, and then I started my foot. And so uh, I started, and you know what? We started, I was with a couple different guys, and and it wasn't the same person. And and then, you know, uh, my mom passed away, and so I, I never really got... On track. I, I don't know why. I, I think, you know, I, I had started settling in that may, maybe this is as good as it gets. Come on, I started reasoning in my head, you know, well, at least I'm walking. I didn't die. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, and so I started just kind of settling. I just kind of settled. And so I went to an appointment, and I missed a couple appointments. I'm going to be honest. I, I missed a couple. And so I walk in this one particular day, and my uh, therapist, my uh, occupational therapist, uh, says, <laughs> says to me, he says, hey, we need to talk about um, your plan. And then he goes, uh, I said, all right. And he goes, um, uh, really, here's the thing. I don't think you're going to heal the way you want to heal unless you get committed. I was like, do you know who I am? I eat commitment for breakfast. You know, let me tell you something. I'm the most committed person I know. And so it was kind of one of those, like, he drew the line, and I was like, and he was like, what? And I was like, I mean, you don't even know me. You know what I'm saying? I was like, I will go 80s on you right now. And, 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 and so he was like, he was like. No, but but seriously, um, I'm, I, 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 I was thinking today that I, I'm going to cancel the rest of your appointments because I really don't, I just don't think that you're 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 doing what you need to do. And it hit me, and I was like, uh, "You're firing me! <laughs> you're, you're firing me from hell!" And so I just had this moment of like, I'm mad, I'm offended, and I'm convicted. Anybody ever had that like going on in you? It's like I'm mad, I'm offended, and I'm and so he says, I think we ought to just discontinue unless you're willing to start over. And I was like, (laughs) Yeah? (laughs) I was like, yeah, I'm I'm gonna start over. And he because I I didn't even dress in, in like athletic gear. I was like in like something like this. And he's like, Because here's the deal, you're not dressed to work. And I was like, oh. I didn't know there was a requirement. I didn't, I didn't read the, the tennis shoes only. And he's like, I want you to come in athletic gear, and we're going to take it to the next level, and you're going to start over, and we're going to work hard. And, and that was like two and a half weeks ago. And in the last two weeks, I've made an incredible progress. Incredible progress. And, and, and he's like high five, and We're chest-bumping. We're excited. I like him again. You know what I'm saying? And, <laughs> and, and, and so I just kind of got this thinking in my head that I believe that maybe there's somebody here that you need to know that it's okay to start over. It's okay to start over. And, And maybe you've had thoughts, well, at least I'm not like I was a couple years ago. Come, come on, I'm, I'm, at least I'm better than I was. Or you know what? I, I started to tithe, but then my bills. And well, I started to serve, but then I went to a life group, and someone gave me some dirty look, and I was like, "What? I don't have to be here." And so, and so, you know what? I started to come in church regularly, but then we got, you know, my life got busy, and I had to go on these. You know how it is. And here's the deal: maybe today you need to hear it's okay to start over. It's okay to start over. Turn with me to Matthew chapter 28. Matthew chapter 28. And we're going to look at a verse here. Matthew chapter 28, verse 16 and 17. And we're going to spend some time here. Matthew 28. Okay. And it says this. I'm going to read this to you, and we're going to spend some time talking about this. Matthew 28, verse 16. And it says, Then the eleven disciples went away, to Galilee, to the mountain which Jesus had appointed to them. And when they saw him, they worshipped him, and some doubted. Everybody say, Worship. Worship. Okay, there's a little bit more people than five. Okay, everybody say, Worship. Worship. All right, y'all now you're screaming, okay. But, but And then some of y'all say, Doubted. One, two, three. Doubted. I think it's important that, but listen to this, some worshipped and some doubted. And, and I feel like... For us as believers, you got to understand that in this moment... See, here's what was happening. While it was incredible that Jesus was back and the disciples, but can you imagine how, um, how hard it was emotionally for them to watch Jesus die on the cross? Just that was incredibly intense emotionally i mean that wasn't like hollywood die <laughs> catch up catch up catch up but i mean it, it, it was it was a real deal like it was like Three and a half years of walking and seeing Jesus overcome things that nobody, I mean, listen, when we have a couple biscuits, it's a buffet. I mean, come on, nothing holds Jesus. When the storm's about to kill us, this dude says, stop. You know what I'm saying? I mean, when there's there's funeral processions, Jesus says, she's not dead. And everybody's like, she's dead. No, get up, little girl. And now, and I saw you die. Like the Bible says that Jesus was beaten so bad that you could literally see his insides. The Bible says that he was unrecognizable. He had a beard and the crown of thorns and the punching and the beating and them ripping all of that. The, the Bible records that you, can't, you could not even physically, you, 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 you wouldn't even know who he was. They, they took a spear and put him in his side and, and blood and water flowed. And, and they're all here watching this play out. The turmoil in the city, how crazy it is. Come on. And maybe you thought church was going to be something. And you found out that it's a little harder than you thought. Maybe you thought church was going to be miracles and walking on water. And you met a couple of Pharisees. Maybe you thought church, come on, does is is this make sense? Yeah, I know I'm not talking to anybody here, but, but, um, but this, this is for your, your cousins. Uh, <laughs> but, but here's this idea that maybe something has hit you so hard that it's left you wondering, now what? Now what? I never wanted to be here. I never wanted to experience this. I never wanted to do that. And and you find yourself knowing where you want to be, but stuck where you never planned to be. (laughs) Come on, does this make sense? Disciples come and hear that Jesus is alive and the reunion is on. Come on, Jesus and the D-Boys are back and, 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 and they're rallying together. But here's what it says. And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all the things that I have commanded you. Lo, I am with you always, even until the end of the age. Here's the thing. is I want to focus just a minute on some worshiping. And some doubting. Come on. Because I feel like this is a representation of church. Sometimes we got people worshiping. Come on. You know your jam. You know you got that song. You play it like 50 million times. Like everybody's in the car like, is that the only song ever made? You know what I'm saying? It's like, like they're, that's my song. And this is how I find my best. It's just like over and over. And it's like, we know it. Thank you. Thank you. We know it. But here's the thing. When you come in to church, There are going to be doubters and there's going to be worshipers. And you know what? The doubters look at the worshipers and go, you've never experienced anything real. Life is hard. And the worshipers are looking at the doubters like, I already know it's like the doubt. And God brought me through. That's why my hands are raised and I'm singing off key. I know I'm a terrible singer. But God is better at fixing my stuff Then me lining up with the key of the song, so I start singing. You know what I'm saying? Does this make sense? Listen, as a church, there's power in your worship, worshiping God changes your attention. And so many times we have our attention fixed on people and processes and progress and plans that haven't come about yet. And we begin to think of all of the things, but sometimes we need to come in and get our mind off of the stuff and put it on Him. Worship releases our faith, it releases our faith. Faith comes by hearing, it doesn't come by feeling. And so a lot of us, well, you know what? I just don't know if I can do that, Pastor. I feel like that's fake. No, 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 no. That's discipline. Discipline is different than fake. See, well, I just can't smile. If everything's not going good in my life, I just got to be real. You know, I got to keep it 100. <laughs> but here, here's, what, here's, here's what that thought is. Is that thought validates feelings and says the feelings are the most important thing in your life when truly it's not for us as believers the word is the most important thing in our life. And even though we don't feel it, we agree with it and we do it even though we don't feel it. So really your feelings don't always matter. Right. Yeah. Does this make sense? Yeah. Come on, come on, you know this is good preaching. Okay? <laughs> do not be nudging people in this church, okay? <laughs> this is a no nudging church. Okay, this is like Planet Fitness. Listen, look at me. Listen, as we walk through this, who worshiping God is based on how good God is, not how good you feel. Come on, when, when, the, when the kids haven't overly frustrated you. Come on, when your spouse hasn't overly frustrated you. When your boss hasn't overly frustrated you. Woo, I'm ready for church today, boy. We're going to take it to another level. I'm just telling you. I hope they play my song. But when work's been hard, the, the order didn't come in, your boss is on you, your staff's underperforming, your marriage. Let's just say y'all ain't had no love talk. When the kids are acting crazy, they're, they're, you, they're obviously from the, their side of the family. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's a their side of the family week. Then, maybe you gonna go to church? I don't know. I don't even feel. I don't even feel like. I don't feel like. Baby, you wanna go? You wanna go to church? No, I ain't going to church. I'm just telling you, I'm not going to church today. I'm gonna watch me some tea. I'm watching me some. I'm gonna get refuel. God's gonna use golf today. <laughs> <coughs> come on, come on. We worship God based on how good He is, not how good we feel. Amen. And it's very important that we don't underestimate the power of what God can do when we come together, and we come together worshiping. And for those doubting today, maybe you're discouraged. Maybe you're confused. Maybe you're searching for just a little meaning to the craziness that's been happening in your life. And here's what I can tell you, is doubting does not qualify you from attending a private meeting with Jesus. Jesus did not say, hey guys, I'm back. Oh, oh, There's a few of you doubting. Could y'all walk back down the hill, please? <laughs> this meeting is not for you. This is for faith only. Come on. Listen to what I'm saying. At this church, there will always be people ready to worship and people working through doubt. Ready to worship and working through doubt. Ready to worship and working through doubt. And here's what the, If the twelve... Had some ready to worship and some working through doubt, then we're going to have that too. But here's the thing. God gives us the recipe to help people who are doubting. He gives it. Now, let me just say this to you. Why doubting doesn't discourage you or disqualify you from attending the meeting. Doubting does hurt your ability to attain the promises God has for you. Listen to what I'm saying. I was doubting that I could get any better. And once I made a commitment to say, okay, I'm going to go ahead and do what you want me to do. If I doubt everything that my physical therapist told me, hey, stretch your toes. Oh, I stretch my toes all the time. That's not going to work. Dear God, why don't you do something else? I'm not paying for some toe stretch. (laughs) Hey, why don't you balance on one foot? Why don't you balance on one foot? I just, need to, I just need you to prove to me that this one-foot-balancing thing is actually going to work. You know what I'm saying? I mean, because for real, we, we just need to have a little bit more grace here. Listen to what I'm telling you. If we're not careful, we will pick and choose what we believe about God when really His only focus is to help you get out what's in you. Yeah. God wants to see you walk in victory. God wants to see you win. That doesn't mean that we win every day, but it's principles of winning. Come on, does that make sense? And today I want to give us three thoughts about starting over. Three thoughts about starting over from this passage that we just read. The first is this. we got to move from this place. Look, Jesus was not into rallying. He was into releasing. I'm only bringing you together because there's a mission on your life. We're only coming together because I'm going to download to you the releasing power that I'm about to put in you and then I need you to go and I need you to teach those. Does it make sense? And so for us, the glory is not just in the gathering. It's in the releasing. It's not just in coming together. It's what we learn when we go out. Does this make sense? For all of us, look at this. There was this idea that we're not staying up on the mountain. We're not staying up on the mountain for all of us. There are, there are different people that all they want to do is live on the mountain. Oh, Jesus, if I can just live on the mountain. But here's the problem. You come up the mountain, you learn revelation, and you go down and you give it to people who don't value going up the mountain. Yeah. But you don't get to stay up on the mountain. Yeah. Moses had to come down. Yeah. You coming down. Because if you don't come down from the mountain you can't take anybody up the mountain. Does this make sense? For us. For us, look at this. Jesus wanted them to move from this place. He wanted to move from this place. You see, praise without purpose is just a song. But praise with purpose is an anthem. God, you are good, and we want to honor you. So we do lift our hands because the Bible says lift heavy hands. We sing out loud because the Bible says sing a new song. And so I don't want church where everyone, that, this is not the church that I, I, that I want. is where we're playing music, and it's all about Jesus, and it's about the word, and we're singing the word, and everybody's like. Because here's the deal. If we don't worship, then our mind stays on all of our junk. And I don't want people having to come here and just think about all the issues in life. I want them to come here and get some freedom from those issues. Does that make sense? When we believe that our praise and worship matters, it begins to unlock purpose. Uh, this community is growing and we're moving. But here's the thing. We can all have thoughts like, well, I thought it was going to be different. I thought it was going to be this. Well, you, well, you know, I, I just thought the church was going to be a little... This is not a new thought. It's just maybe a new hurt for you. But this hurt was at the beginning. Hold up. When I left my daddy's fishing job... We didn't know about no one dying on the cross and running for my life and little girls cussing me out. Okay? Well, that wasn't in the bylaws. I didn't know when I jumped into church that God was going to require more, that my, my family was going to think I was crazy, that I, I didn't know that it was going to require all. Come on. But here's the deal. What will happen in time his character is proven in time. And when God shows you on the mountain, he will work it out in your life. And he will help you. He will help you. For us, maybe you do have to start over. Maybe you need to start over. Jesus set this appointment to tell the disciples, it's your turn. Start again. Make your faith public and move on from this place. And let me just tell you, if you've been here long enough, we only value sitting for a season. Because here's the deal we don't value permanent sitting. Well, what are you saying, Pastor? I'm saying that freedom in your life comes in many ways. It comes sitting and changing your perspective, but it also comes touching ministry and getting outside of yourself and overcoming anxieties and moving out and becoming a minister because the idea of the church is to equip the saints for the work of the ministry. And when you do the work, your healing begins to work out. Does that make sense? That's the reality. The second thing that I want to say is this. They had an assignment. There was an assignment for them. For them. Let's focus on the word. Listen, the word was make, not take. Make, not take. Listen, I know that there are seasons, and, and there have been seasons in our life, and seasons, and and in those seasons, there's seasons of transfer, and people are moving into Northwest Arkansas. I think it's 11 people a day moving into Northwest Arkansas, 11 people a day. So people are moving and transitioning. There are people that, you know what, maybe you feel like your grace is up for a season, and I'm going to move to another area. I'm going to move to another church. Tri- I'm, I'm not talking about that, but we're not going to go stand in front of cross church, Key Point, SoCo, we're not, and be like, we're a better church than you, Red Rover, Red Rover, y'all come on over. <laughs> because the job was not to take, it's to make. That's right, yes. So I would rather go into communities that there is no light than to step on somebody else's territory of growing and incubating ministry and go, well, we do it better than they do It doesn't say take. It says make. That's right. You know what? Make, make requires work. Yeah. I've never made anything without sweat. I've never made anything without intentionality. I've never made anything without effort. I've never made anything without sacrifice. I've never made anything without giving more than I wanted to. Come on. Yeah. Right. Amen. Except for babies. Listen, listen, listen. <laughs> Whatever, (laughs) whatever. Every man in this place was like, yeah. (laughs) Every woman was like, oh my God, I can't believe it said that. (laughs) Whatever. (laughs) Yeah. There are a lot of thoughts that go through here that I don't say. Listen, (laughs) we want to be a house full of makers. Not a house full of takers. And why do we have to develop our making? Because there are doubters. And when we have more makers, then we disciple more doubters. Does this make sense? For us, we want doubters to be discipled. And they're not, doubters don't change because of great preaching. Doubters change because they're close enough in proximity to relationship. They hear testimony. And they can see the value of what God has done in your life on a personal level on a personal level makers come on it requires more God will never bless you with more and allow you to stay where you're at you don't get more and are able to stay come on you don't get your cake and eat it too your willingness to sow is directly connected to your next season and your next season of breakthrough is directly connected to your willingness for more start over start over So who here is in a season where, you know what, i got to start over? Because for us to be makers, there is no sowing without work. There is no sowing without a choice. There is no sowing without sacrifice. There is no sowing without a reward. The third thing and the last is this. Commitments must be made. Commitments must be made. Come on, and we are growing a culture that we don't like commitments. But it's crazy, we want commitments from all of our public, um, uh, we, we, we want uh, commitments from all of our senators and all of our uh, congressmen, we want them to commit, we want a public statement from them, we want to know where they're at on these issues, and we demand that they make a commitment, but even, in, but in church. And so here's what Jesus understood, Jesus knew the importance of a commitment, and here's what he said, We have to have measurable results. Did anybody work in an environment where you have to have measurable results? In other words, at the end of the month, at the end of the quarter, there has to be a measurable result. Come on, all of you run a budget, and there needs to be measurable results. Amen? Come on, we got to have more than we don't. You know, measurable results. Well, here's the deal. God gave measurable results. Jesus gave measurable results. Here's what it was. Make disciples. Make disciples baptize people, teach them to obey, make disciples, baptize people, teach them to obey. Listen, here's the thing is that God is not calling his church to just be faithful. He's calling his church to be fruitful, fruitful and faithful makes disciples. That's why we want you to open your home for a life group. Because God didn't give you the home so that the home could be on 68 degrees. Come on, and you could walk around in your undies. That's a benefit. But God knew that you were going to meet people that we would never meet, and they may come to your house way before they come to a church. And our job is to make, come on, somebody, disciples. Walk people up the mountain. Walk with people. The Bible says if someone asks you to go a mile, you go two. We walk with people. The second thing that it says is baptized. And we believe that not only can you be water baptized, but that you can be baptized and filled with the Holy Spirit. And we will talk about that over the next little while because I'm going to let you know right where I'm at. But here's the thing, is that baptism, why did God want us to be baptized? Why wasn't it just a, every eye closed and, and we just kind of raise our hand and, and it doesn't matter if we make a public statement. It doesn't matter. None of that matters. Why, why would that matter Why would Jesus draw an emphasis to say, get them baptized? Get them them baptized in the Father, get them baptized in the Son, and get them baptized in the Holy Spirit. Why wouldn't he just say, hey, y'all, y'all know about baptism? Kind of do that secretly, whenever you want, if you want. It's cool. Anybody got a tub? You could use a pond if you want. Why? Because here's the thing. Baptism tells the story of being rescued from sin by Jesus. Jesus knew the importance of baptism because in order for us to make it public, we have to make a decision. Does yeah. this make sense? Symbolically, th- this ring. This ring means something. What does it mean? Come on. Some of you are like, this is a really hard question. <laughs> I, I usually go to churches that there is no uh, questions could you give us multiple choice? Okay, come on. I, I know that our collective IQ is high. What is this? Okay, <laughs> wedding ring. This is what this means? Don't be sending me Google eyes. Come taken. It. Taken. It. I got a wife. I got a family, and this is symbolic, right? This is symbolic of a commitment I made 15 years ago. Okay. When we stand in the water, we recognize that we're a sinner. And there is nothing that we could do on our own to save ourselves. And listen, the reason we have to make it public is because you can't hold anybody accountable who's not made a commitment. See, accountability kind of a dirty word. I'm grown. I'm grown. You ain't going to hold me accountable. I'm going to do what I want to do. That's the culture we live in. But here's how that plays out. is If this man, this therapist, this physical therapist did not hold me accountable, then here's the thing. I would have been living with a limp. Yeah. I needed someone to say, where you at, big boy? Pastor? Where you at? Because there's more in you if you want it. Does this make sense? And for each and every one of you, the goal is not that you don't cuss as much. The goal is not that, well, you know, I'm sleeping with a little less people. The goal is not where I kind of, you know, listen to him say, that's not the goal. That's not the goal of Christianity. The goal is that God comes in and begins to change your heart. And out of that, transformation begins to happen. And it's not that I can't do that. It's that I want to live free. Yeah. Yeah. I want to live free. And when I, when I engage in that and I go there and I do that, I'm still saved. But I'm just in bondage. And I'm not living a life of freedom that I want to live. And so you know what? There's more in me. Does yeah. this make sense? Come on. Yeah. This is this good? Make disciples, baptize people. The water that represents a watery grave, dying to our old sin and being raised up in new life. Come on. As believers, we have grown a culture where we don't want accountability. We just want little good nuggets and we'll take them if we want them. But here's the thing when I work out with other men, there's accountability. When I work out by myself, come on, I'm going to be truthful. I could probably do 25 push-ups, but i stop at 13. <laughs> but if you men were with me, I'd be doing 30. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what can you do? God calls us to move people to good works. To good works. If you've not been saved, sorry about that. If you've not been baptized... Here's what we're asking you. Begin to understand that you can start anew right now, right today. Where could your marriage be in a year? Where could your family be in a year? Where could your kids be in a year? What could God do in your life? What addictions can be broken? I know you've tried, but can we start over? Can we just start over? Can we just lock in and go, you know what? I, I, I've been talking about God, but you know what? My family hadn't been in church in a year. we just kind of going wherever we feel like. The Spirit's going. But you know what's f- crazy about that? Is I see planted, 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 planted grow. Come on now. I love you. I love you. But here's the thing. I love political systems. I, I think that you should vote in November. I think you should vote. But here's what I'm telling you. If you're listening to more talk radio than you are getting to the Bible, you think like how you feed. There's a new society, a new kingdom. And we ask Jesus to come in and take over our life. And that doesn't mean that we're perfect. Come on, I've fallen many times. The Bible says that we have all fallen short of the glory of God. But there needs to make a commitment. So on October the 21st, we need you to be present. Because here's the deal, you can't make it public if there ain't no crowd. (laughs) I'm for his. Crickets. you got to show up. And you got to teach your kids and your kids got to grow up seeing, baby, we make commitments and we don't just go for a dip because it's cute and we're three years old and we're dipping, but we're actually, can you explain this? Do you know what this means? Because, baby, we're making choices. Sir, we're making choices. Man, we're making choices. Mom, we're making choices. Does it make sense? Come on. Today, who needs to start over? What steps do you need to take? Come on. You know what it's time for me it's time for me to biblically maybe I need to biblically follow the pattern of tithe and I need to come and I need to give ten percent of what God has asked me to do so that I begin to grow maybe I need to change my purity it's time to start over my purity I've been battling this cycle you know what this depression this 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 offense this offense that I've been carrying for years I've allowed it and I've said it's okay I've said oh God you're so wonderful Oh, don't sit by me huh oh yeah before you know it you're, you're mad at everybody yeah, true. when we make allowances we give the enemy territory and, and I'm gonna say one more thing and we're gonna be done but I think a lot of people are blaming the devil for a lack of character I've said it all the time. I believe supernatural things. And if you're coming to this church, I'm telling you, we believe in healing. We believe you pray for people. We believe you call on the elders. You just know them with a while. We believe in prayer. We believe prayer works. Come on, there's a baby that's on our way back because of a church community, people praying and God moving. Come on, we believe in prayer. But here's the thing is you cannot develop character in the prayer line. You can get free from your past, but to develop character, come on, and we got a lot of people talking about, oh, the enemy attacked me. No. You said whatever you wanted to say to your mom, your family, and that was a lack of character, and that was poor word choices, and that had nothing to do with the devil. That had everything to do with the training. Oh man, the devil's attacking my finances. Well, is he? Because when we don't save and we don't tithe, the Bible says that it is the, the, the man who is unwise that lives to the end of his means. You can't spend 100% and then be ready for a crisis. Well, the devil, who the devil? Come on, somebody. Come on, men. I can't watch porn and talk about how the devil is tearing up my marriage. There is an enemy, and he is wanting to kill, steal, and destroy, but there are choices that we make every day, and I'm telling you that maybe it's time to start over. You know, when I was there in the therapy, I was so convicted, and I was mad. I'm going to say the truth, I was mad. I was mad at my schedule, I was mad at what was going on in my life, I was mad at this guy. But last week when I started to run a little bit, I was like, God, thank you for making me mad. I just love it when you make me mad. Because here's the deal. I've already whooped my son in basketball a lot. I've already taught him humility. I've shown him the J, baby. But I got a younger son that I need to teach some humility to. In a a way that only a father can. (laughs) What's being held up in you? Because you just need to start over. Y'all stand up with me. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. We would love to hear how this message ministered to you. Feel free to let us know on the Connect tab of the House Church app.